This episode is partially brought to you by the Humble Choice Program. Did you know Humble Bundle has a great monthly subscription service that lets you get a ton of video games every single month? That's right, from plans range from $5 to 20 bucks a month, you get a hold of a bunch of free games they have available to you. And you can use our code down in the description below to go and sign up. It would help our podcast and help you see what great games are available for you this month. Hello everyone and welcome to the March 2022 Movie Club where we're talking about The Batman. Um, and in honor of the angsty uh, bat pat that we have in this movie, I have the perfect drink for an angsty 20-something. Oh, ooh, let me guess, let me guess, let me guess. Okay. Angsty 20-something. Is it Fireball? No. Damn. I'll give you a hint. Comes in a can. Okay. Ready? Ready, people? Oh. A little ASMR action for you. No, it's perhaps Blue Ribbon. I'm sorry, your filter is too strong. That did not come through. <laughs> it came through on my end. Oh, that's it came all that matters. It, it didn't come through in my end. I apologize. So I think he's lying to us. I will not know the truth until Friday. So, but in my head, he's lying. He did not do it. It's a, yeah, it's a Pepsi Blue Ribbon. The drink of angsty 20 something, because that's all we can afford. <laughs> Uh, I am drinking a Chicago Classic here beer. Do you know what my Chicago Classic is? Uh, Goose Island 312? No, I do have, like, literally, like, a 24-pack in my basement, but no. Uh, Revolution Antihero. That's the answer you're looking for. Well, when people say, like, classic Chicago beer, I instantly go Goose Island 312. Uh, so, you know, the 312 is not that good, though. No. Like, I don't, I don't understand it, because, like, you, you've played Among Us with Hannah or whatever. That's like her favorite thing in the world, and I don't get it. So, okay, so before we get into the movie, I guess mm-hmm. we're going to talk about, uh, I, I don't, it's like anti-beer snobbery. Like, I think you and I have the same opinion. And maybe you and I differ a little bit, but, like, I don't get the IPA thing. I hate them. Well, I'm drinking IPA right now, yeah. so a little different at least. Yeah, we're a little different there, but, like, all the uh, and it doesn't help that like every craft brewery in Michigan makes only IPAs. Yeah, Chicago I think is a little more mixed. There's still a lot of IPAs. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but a little more mixed. Yeah. So it's like, guys, I just want like honestly for me, if I'm drinking beer, beer is one of those things that like I want to drink a shit ton of. Mm. See, like, this is, like, I'm not going to shoot. So, like, in my time zone, it is 420, and I'm not about to, And I have a... And we are launching a game out of Early Access this week, so I need to do a lot of work or next week. So, like, I, I'm not getting hammered, to be fair, but... <laughs> but, like, if I'm going for... Oh, I want to drink something that's got a lot of booze in it. I'm just going to drink booze. See, but hear me out. The exception is, it's going to sound snobby, is the, is the, the, the barrel-aged beer? Because that shit could be, like, 15%. Yeah, I mean, I've had some cask stuff from, like, uh, monasteries and things like that, but... Like, that stuff is, that like, stuff's that like, Some of that stuff, it depends on the backstory. Like, mm-hmm. monk beer is really cool, I think, because of just the tradition. But if you're trying to tell me, like, oh, we age our beer in the barrels made or used in uh, whiskey production, like, dude, I don't care. Like, how's it taste? Like, like, yeah, that's fair. I don't care. I don't care the story. I care how it tastes. I'll give you that. Like, but I tend to like beer, whiskey a beer lot. So, like, is I am just, you know, grabbing a 12 pack, going out to the lake, drinking like two thirds of it, and then going home and drinking the rest of it. Hmm. Whereas, like, if I want to have something that, okay, like, I am going to drink this and I know I'm going to be like one or two and done. Mm-hmm. I'll drink like old fashions or I'll drink like some just straight bourbon or straight whiskey or something. Like I go for that over, you know, it's just, yeah. Anyway, 
But yeah, that, that that's our that's our side fact. So as as our beer drinking has begun. Also, like if we're honest, this I think this Bruce Wayne is the poorest Bruce Wayne we've seen. So Himia, is he poor or does he just not spend his money? No, like they mention like he's a millionaire. Yeah, that's like, fair. Millionaire? And well, they talk okay, about how talking, the Wayne Like if we go to Bale. Mm, Bale's yeah. Bale's Wayne Enterprises was an enterprise. Except, so Dark Knight Rises is the exception, but even Dark Knight, they talk about how, like, it's running out of money, or, like, it's not profitable, so I don't fully understand how he still has so much money. But... It's the trust fund that's running out of money. It's not Right, okay. Because the... the trust fund was full of money from the profits or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then, um... Obviously, uh, Batfleck, like, what's the line? Like, Flash gets into the Batmobile and he's like, what's your superpower? And he goes, I'm rich. Also, Batfleck. Batfleck's interesting because, like, I generally believe, like, that Bruce Wayne has a lot of money, but you don't see it also. Like, you do see it, but you don't see it. Like, it's it's, it's not, like, as in your face. Yeah, and I almost wonder if that's because we just didn't have a Batman. Yeah, no, no, 100%. Like, I'm not, like, it's... It wasn't the focal point. It was kind of like, he's still cool gadgets and that's, there's money there. But yeah. Yeah. Also, can we talk about like, since we're discussing the Batman, I'm mm-hmm. going to say the, the Bat-Pat. Um, since we're discussing this, like, Robert Pattinson nailed this role. Yeah. So if people weren't aware, we are here to talk about the Batman. Uh, we are going to talk everything about it. You better have seen this first. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Oh yeah, because we are going ham on spoiled. I got, I got some, li- I got a list of stuff to talk about. <laughs> oh, we, we definitely have to talk about the text conversation you and I had. <laughs> uh, we'll get that a little bit later. Um, but you know, he nailed it. Well, and I mean, I, I think we were going back and forth about like who's the best Batman and who's the best Bruce Wayne. Right, right, right. So this is a very... So let's start the Bruce Wayne one, because I think that's the more divisive one, because he is interesting, because I would argue he's one of the most we've seen of Bruce Wayne. But, well, but this like Bruce Wayne is very different. Bale, like... Yeah, but, like, I think we saw him more than we saw Keaton as Bruce Wayne. I'm just saying, like, of the ones that, like, who... Like, which movies actually delved into Bruce Wayne, the character... Yeah, I think it's the I think it's I think Keaton also. So I, I'd give it those three yeah. series of them is what I would truly give it. Like Adam West, no, you didn't care. <laughs> uh, you didn't care for Clooney. I don't think he even showed it really, or he kind of, but not really. Um, Kilmer, I don't. I'm honest with you, those two films. <laughs> yeah, the, the Clooney and Kilmer films kind of. I forget are... that it's technically the same cinematic universe as, um, the. Keaton films. Like, I forget that's technically one series of films. Yeah. Which is wild. Yep. But yeah. Um, ah. But, like, okay, so... I really think, though, like, okay, so Bale's Bruce Wayne might be the best fit in terms of actor to play the character mm. of Bruce mm-hmm. Wayne. Because, like, let's be real, Iron Man came out, what, a year or two after Batman Begins? Uh, three. So, five to 08. Oh, is that five? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Because um, 08's Dark Knight. Yeah. So, in, in Dark Knight, you see more of Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very clear that Bruce Wayne is Iron Man. Sure, but that's, so, I, th- I think in a lot Bruce of ways... Wayne are the, you know, DC... They've movie. always been that Like, yeah. to be fair, that's, I, would, I would argue that's not, like, a mark on those movies. That's just a mark on the characters. No, and that's not what I was getting at. It was going to be along the lines of, like... We had always kind of taken Bruce Wayne to be that, like, mm-hmm. Iron Man character. And then we get the Robert Pattinson Bruce Wayne, who is, like, pretty young... And clearly not remotely as wealthy as um, previous iterations of the Wayne family. Like, you know, it, 
it's very interesting in that sense of like he nailed kind of that like that role that okay he doesn't have the money that Bale's Batman and Bruce Wayne did so a lot of this stuff is he's making himself mm-hmm. a lot of this stuff is like you know kind of reused or things like that and he just nailed that character I still would rather see like if if we could do a fantasy cast I would rather see Christian Bale as Bruce Wayne and Robert Pattinson as Batman so it's, it's give yeah I can see it um, like if, if, I was, we, if we cut together like you know the scenes of Bruce Wayne from the Nolan trilogy and then anytime it was Batman it was Pattinson's Batman and Reeves's Batman so darker more mm-hmm. realistic that might be the best Batman mm-hmm I was going to say, it's kind of nice, though, having someone who plays Batman now who, like, actually enjoys being famous and goes talks to people versus Christian Bale, who you get, I think you get within two feet of him, like, he spits at you. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, also, you, I, so, like, let's talk about Batman, too. Like, Batman as well. <laughs> In this movie, he's never called Batman. He, the Riddler's the only one that calls yeah, him yeah. Batman. And he calls him, like, the Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's kind of a whole, like, thing. Yeah, it's very interesting. It's like, he gets called the Bat. Um, he calls himself Vengeance. And then and then um, Zoe Kravitz jokingly calls him Vengeance, like, as his name. It's like, yeah. come here, Vengeance. <laughs> yeah, which... Did you think when they showed that first trailer of him just beating the shit out of somebody... Did you think that was going to be the literal open of the movie? No. <laughs> Which you want to talk about a way to like establish. Also, I appreciate the opening of this film is like a solid 15 like minute like intro shot and it takes a while to get to him. Yeah, it's just it, you know, in a weird way, it reminds me of like the Watchmen open where like that's that open that like takes yeah. forever. Like you're like, what is this? What's going on? Like if you didn't know what this was, it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. But yeah, let's let's jump through this. So obviously, as we said, this is the Batman uh, by Matt Reeves, which is, I think, most famous for his monkeys movies, as we like to call them, <laughs> with the Planet Dave stuff. I also get also that he helped with a lot of the early work of like JJ Abrams or like Felicity and Cloverfield and stuff like that. Um, yeah, he's got he's got a pedigree to him. Yeah, yeah, and like it's interesting because I kind of could see where the JJ stuff at least influence is here. Um, yeah, but yeah. Big opening stuff, obviously, as we said. This film stars Robert Pattinson as the Batman. It is Zoe Kravitz as Selena Kyle, also as Catwoman. Jeffrey Wright as Gordon. Colin Farrell as the Penguin, and Paul Dano as, Dano as the Riddler. You have Carmen Falcone, you have Alfred. I think those are kind of your big characters here. And now the Andy Serkis is Alfred. Um, I think, so as he's trying to start, we already talked about, we love the Bat. That's right. I think he's a cool Batman. I like this kind of angsty, IG Batman, but obviously it's a very different Batman than we've been seeing. Uh, the next one I want to touch is obviously, I think, Selena Kyle and Anne Kravitz. So going to this, I was not familiar with her line of work, like, at all. I don't know how familiar you are with her as an actress. Uh, I mean, I had seen stuff with her in it. Like, I wasn't searching her out by any stretch of the imagination. But like, Yeah, like, I know in... online she has a following, but it's nothing like I knew where she was. Yeah, like, if, if she was in a project, I was like, oh, cool. Like, but... I wasn't going out of my way. The way that I would go out of my way to see like a, a Christian Bale movie or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, to to honestly a lesser lesser extent some of the Matt Damon stuff's pretty good. Um, but the point is like this is not someone that like, yeah. it sounds like either so uber familiar with. I think there might be issues with her character, and there's actually a plot point I want to see what your thoughts were on in a second. 
But I think as a whole, I would argue she might be the best Catwoman we've ever seen. Well, I mean, it's not hard to beat Anne Hathaway's Catwoman, though. Ah, you're forgetting Halle Berry's Catwoman. No, I was going to say, like, Anne Hathaway's (laughs) Catwoman was such a non-character. It was super easy to, to surpass that. Halle Berry's Catwoman was just a disgrace. <laughs> but. but, you know, I think she was cool. Um, I kind of like this twisted, unknown kind of how she is. Um, So the thing that, obviously, I think we're going to talk about that, that, that I'm curious about. So, obviously, Carmen Fekoni is a, is a big entity in this film. Um, which I don't know if I realized going in that he was going to be as big as he was. But... Um, were you as confused as I was in the scene where, like, like she confronts him the last time? No. Because it seemed, it seemed like to me going into that, that he knew who she was. But she, he did it. And that's where that gets weird to me. Well, he recognized her from working at... But, but, like, even to the level where, like, she was um, able to, like, like, kind of get extra treatment from him going up. Be like, I need to go talk to him. Like, I'm like, like, I'm confused, kind of, why he let that happen. Then, if he didn't know who she was, I mean, there's a very good chance that you know he's just a, he was just a horn dog, and <laughs> you know was was kind of that. I I took some of that energy out of it too, like. You know, okay, yeah, she's his daughter, but also there's this weird, like... That man's horny. Did Falcone, like, try to get her, or did he, or, you know, like, this weird sexual tension between the Mm -hmm. two of them that, um, I mean, really, they don't, they don't kill that tension until they literally kill Falcone, but, yeah, I mean... I wasn't too weirded out by it. Or, it know, was just one of the, I, th- I don't know if it's confused. It was just one of those, I, I would argue, wasn't clearly shown through the film. And I almost wish it was kind of like said at some point that, that he didn't know. But like that was just kind of like the, the way I felt like it was one of those spots. I was like, it seemed a little. Yeah, I guess I can see how you would think. Think that. I mean, also like. We want to talk about that scene. We got to talk about the practical. Everything. Well, did you read the story about the the fight scene in that hallway? Oh, yeah. With all the, everything was practically done. With, with everything the was everything. lit by the muzzle flashes. Yeah. No, this is the thing I want to talk about. That, that actually will jump. We'll come back to the character in a second. I want to talk about that is. So this, the 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 cinematographer for this film might be the most impressive cinematographer in like Hollywood right now. I didn't even see who it is. Uh, he did Dune. He's done, He did Rogue One. He did Greg Frazier. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so like... Like, he's just like looking at these shots. Yeah, he did Mandalorian. Um, like, the way he's... Like, like, this film, one of the things is it's beautifully shot. Like, it's insanely beautifully shot. Yeah, it's it's a lot of, you know, either like middle of the night city light mm-hmm. shots or I mean there's not a lot that's in the day. There's a few there's, scenes. There's yeah. one sequence really that's in the day, but that's kind of it. Like everything else is, you know, like dusk or mm-hmm. dawn style lighting and that helps him a lot mm-hmm. with that kind of stuff. So, but I also think the practical effects helps a ton too. Yeah. No, this is. I'm just, but I'm yeah, just no, thinking it, back to that opening fight scene of just beating the absolute piss out of the guys. The I was really I wondering, like, if he was going to confront the kid that was only mm-hmm. half his face painted. Mm-hmm. Like what kind of confrontation that was going to be, and then he just runs away. 
like, oh, uh, that's kind of like yeah. I was, I was curious. Like, yeah, I was I was really hoping that kid meant something. Like, like, I like saw, obviously, I saw people online thinking that maybe those are the Joker's henchmen, which we'll get to. Yeah, that I can see that argument too. Um, but yeah, we'll get the there. Joker being in this movie, um, but it's like okay, it's Halloween mm-hmm. night that that happens. Which, speaking of Halloween, can we talk about how they wasted their one fuck five minutes into the movie? <laughs> it's like, come on, guys! Like, yeah, save that. Like. Yeah, it was such a good delivery that like I was like, oh, huh, that, like good line. But then I was like, oh shit, that means there's not going to be anything else in this movie. <laughs> yeah, because you get one. Uh, you get uh, two depending on how they're used, um, or if the violence is considered too high. Uh, but yeah, let's kind of continue down. I think general casting stuff too that I want to point out. Um, so we talk about Bruce Wayne, we talk about Selena Kyle. Uh, I think, I think next we should talk about Alfred. What is your opinion on, on Andy Serkis and his portrayal of late Alfred? He's good. I mean, Andy Serkis has such a cool look about him. You so know, I would, like, he looks like you... one of those guys that you know, they talk about, oh, this guy's like cut out of granite or something like that. So I will, looks like that. I will give you that. The only thing for me is I, I think when they didn't kill him, I felt like they should have. I don't. Think and I feel didn't. like I'm trying to think of have they ever killed Alfred on screen? No, but like they made a point of showing. Like it felt like they were going to. Yeah, and it was very much like that's okay. There's clearly the uh, call to action for the mm-hmm. for the uh, act two, and so I was like, okay. I thought he was gonna die there at the end when they look up and see the the spotlight. Mm-hmm. I thought he was gonna die there, which I thought, okay, they could do that, and then. I think, like, to me, it felt like uh, he should have been, at that point, kind of, like, the thing to move the plot forward, and that, when you talk about, like, vengeance, like, him yeah. being vengeance, which is kind of, like, that would make sense. Because it would feel personal. Part of vengeance is personal. I think you save that until, like, they need to make a decision on, is this Batman going to be more of a Dark Knight Returns style, like, you know very just kind of ethics gone to the wind, Mm -hmm. which it seems like he won't be because in that Selena Kyle, Carmen Falcon fight, he Mm -hmm. says like, if you do this, you'll just be one of them. Mm -hmm. And so it makes me think like, okay, he's never going to white get there. Or at least not for a very long time. He's not going to snap and just start murking fools. But there was definitely late in the film where he almost did. <laughs> when he used to be like pulled off of the guy. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> thought at that point he was like, I was like, oh, this is going to be like, this is setting up for the next movie. Like, he's got to redeem himself from pounding this guy's face in. Mm hmm. But nope, nope. <sighs> But yeah, uh, I, th- I think there's like one. I think so. That's, yeah, so Alfred. Um, I think I think we jump both the villains together. So obviously we have said we have Paul Dano as the Riddler and John Torturo, 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 uh as Falcone. What is what is kind of your? Oh, and also we have Colin Farrell as the Penguin. Yeah, but Penguin's not really a villain in this. Yeah, I find it interesting how much of us. Like background character Penguin was. I mean, it's clear that they're setting up the series, which they just mm-hmm. uh, greenlit today, as we're recording this. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's like okay, they want to set him up as the next thing, but as we'll get to a little bit later, they already set up the next thing 
or mm-hmm. I mean, they set up a bigger next thing, I should say, at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, is that I think the one that stands out. So obviously, we said Penguin's kind of backgroundy. I think Carmine Falcone really stood out to me, kind of how good he was. Yeah, I mean, and, and, a, like, I think that version of him fits the universe really well. I liked how intertwined the Waynes were with yeah. him. Which is not something we touched on yet, but yeah. I, I, I personally really liked how, like, kind of they made this whole thing kind of like how, like, you know, no, no. the Waynes weren't the best of people. Yeah, have they, I'm trying to remember back, like, they never mentioned that stuff in Nolan's trilogy. No, because Nolan's, the Waynes are just kind of there and it's a plot point. Like, kind of just exists yeah, to propel him. It's just him. like Wayne Enterprises just funds Batman, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of like, oh, there are the Waynes. Okay, move on with life. Yeah. Like, at no point do they kind of, like, yeah, do Which this I whole... I wonder, would they have tackled that if Nolan wanted to do a Riddler one? Yeah, because Riddler's definitely a good one to kind of bring them out. Because, like, obviously, Joker isn't... Joker isn't the psychological threat that the Riddler is. Yes and no, because I'd argue if we don't talk Dark Knight, they made Joker that psychological threat. Well, but he was a psych threat to everyone else. Ah, okay, okay. Like, he wasn't the psych threat to Batman. Mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. way that Riddler is, like, to Batman, Joker is just a darker version of him. Mm-hmm. And he understands that. So, you know, he wasn't seen as this, like... The way that the Riddler is, like, putting all these deaths on Batman, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's much more, like, directly psychological towards Batman. And continuing that mm-hmm. thread, like, did you think when Batman meets Riddler at Arkham... Did you think that the Riddler had figured it out? Yes, until until he didn't, yes. Yeah, I I don't know how much of the theater felt the same way, but I was like, as he started saying, Swain, I was like, oh shit, he knows. Yeah, I, I, I really liked the way they kind of did the whole like show of like, does he know? Wait, does he? Yeah, and then he doesn't. It's like, oh, okay. Like, it's this weird sense of relief of, okay, he's he's still in the clear. Yeah, let's kind of jump on this. So, yeah, Paul Dano is the Riddler. Um, obviously, best Riddler we've ever seen. That's without saying. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, it's not much competition. Yeah. Sorry, Jim Carrey. Um, I think I think they're the thing. So, I don't know if I love his costume. It's going to be the negative point on it for me. Um... But I but think I, it, it fits the universe so well, right? Like It fits the universe, but I feel like you could have done more to make it still fit. Like, this universe, there's no superheroes, mm-hmm. right? Like, nobody has powers. Nobody has any of that stuff. It's just real, right? Right, like, it's... Actually, let's just jump on that for a second. Yeah. I would argue... That this is a more grounded world than the Nolan trilogy. Yeah. Because some people are trying to argue the other way. So I was like, uh. Because I mean, like, you have this weird spiritual Razal Ghoul. You have, mm-hmm. like. Even Bane's a little weird, like. Bane's a little bit kind of supernatural. Joker, I'll allow. Even, even Scarecrow, I'd allow because it's drugs. You at least drugs you explain away a bit easier than, like. Yeah. Than like Bruce Wayne getting a dream of Razal Ghul and the, like that one, like <laughs> yeah, that one's a little weird, but yeah, I mean this. I think if they continue down this path, which you know the Flash just got delayed, mm-hmm. so a year. It's one of those like okay, were they gonna set up? Batpat to come in during the Flash and and things like that and it's like 
even though the Flash is gonna have um, Keenan in it, and that's the rumor for that one. So I don't like. I'm very curious. Yeah, it's gonna be weird to see because like because the rumor for the Flash delay is it's solely for VFX. It's not for reshoots. Yeah, I mean, like if they're going for kind of the Justice League universe. That's kind of, I, my assumption is they're treating it separate now, it seems like. Or, like, it kind of exists nearby, but not. But what more of, like, Batpat, like, that mm-hmm. is such a different universe. Mm-hmm. That I don't know if you can just pull that in. Right. For Flashpoint. It's just going to be too awkward. You know, I, I just don't see... I don't see those gelling. I get what you're saying. Because, like, Flash Flash, and then the Justice League universe is a little too, like, fantastical. Mm-hmm. Whereas Reeves' Gotham is, like... I think... Here's, here's a thought that just popped into my head. I think Joker and the Batman are in the same universe. That would so I don't oh, so 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 let's let's we're going there now. So obviously this film ends. You get to you get to the final actual scene in the film. And and it's he's at Arkham and there's this heh heh heh, right? So yes. So so the assumption is that he's dealt with him before. Well, but if you look carefully, this is mm-hmm. a this is what Jared Leto's Joker supposedly had happened to. Like you could see mm. the chemical burns on his face. You know, his face was clearly wrecked from something. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, maybe it's a situation where like Joaquin Phoenix's Joker just goes full, like, he falls into the pit. Mm-hmm. And then this is the Joker. Um, but just, I, that thought popped in my head because they, they feel so similar. Mm-hmm. I think that's a valid, I don't know if I think it's the same, but... Because I feel like, to me, if you did that, you would cast him. Like, you would have cast Phoenix. Well, and it's not to say that they didn't, right? Like, they don't... Mm-hmm. He's not listed in the credits. Or he's listed as, like, unshown Arkham... No, he's... He, I know, we know who it is. I'm looking at him right now. Yeah, but, like, they don't... What I'm saying is they could have cast anyone for that role. Yeah, but they showed us enough where we knew who it was. Yeah, but you couldn't tell, okay, is it Joaquin Phoenix's Joker? Is it, like, you could tell, okay, that's the Joker. But you couldn't tell, is this a Reeves Joker? Is this? I hear you saying, I meant more, like, you. we know who the actor is, and, like, yeah. you could see who the actor is, and. Yeah, you get a, you get an okay look at his face. You can't. It's enough, and then he's listed in the cat. Like, it's enough where, I find it interesting that, like, he went directly, like, from a Marvel project to a DC project. Oh, who is it? Uh, he is one of the Eternals. Okay. So sure, but the but the point is though, like that's a, that's a thing that's going to continue. So like he's yeah. like the first person I could think of where he's going to be actively in both worlds. Uh, somebody else had that too. But they're actively in it. I thought like you had like Andy Circus, but he's like killed off. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Circus did it. Somebody else did it, but they weren't like, like, big characters. Right, I think it's maybe the first big one. Yeah. Because, like, think about it. He's, like, for, like, don't love the Eternals. I'm not defending it. But, like, it's still going to be a major player. One well, of here's the thing. Eternals, from all accounts, was a flop. On the grandest scale. Mm-hmm. It sets up enough things where MCU well, I was can't say, ignore it. Does it affect 
does the failure of Eternals affect the possibility of an Eternals? No. Uh, either there is things at the end of that film that 100% up is setting up the next phase in Marvel. That, that, and that, that would involve him too heavily. So that that's when we leave it at. But no, it it is unless Marvel goes fuck it. But like that's been unlike Marvel. So I mean, I just that'd be like, my assumption. Yeah, like I guess Marvel's kind of written themselves into a corner of like they're gonna have to ride out some of these duds. Mm-hmm. But like, to in the past they've had to. Yeah. No one thought going from Thor two to Thor right now would be good. It's a perfect example of a dud. Yeah, but Thor was also like Thor's a known character, I should say. Like people know who Thor is. Mm-hmm. So it's a little easier to stomach another Thor movie. Mm-hmm. Whereas I didn't know who the Eternals were. I don't think anyone really did, I'm be honest with you. So like, short of the comic book nerds that are, like, dissecting every frame of the movie on YouTube. Like, Mm -hmm. that series doesn't need to continue if, you know, unless, like, they're like, well, shit, like, you know, this is the, this is the kickoff for phase four or whatever, and fucked because nobody likes these characters. And, like, I'm going to turn into an Eternals moment. Uh, there are things in the Eternals I think are fine. I think it's not amazing, but I don't think it's as rough around the edges. Like, it's rough around the edges, but I think there's stuff you could savage in it. But it would be very curious to see that it stays that way. But jumping back to late, late Batman, um, we've kind of hit, I think, all of the big characters. We have broadly talked about how much we like it. Is there any other, like spots in the film you want to start jumping into or like where is your head at kind of what oh, next you know what we need to talk about go on we need to talk about hearing those motors spool up <laughs> and the lights flick on and the theater shake and then the car dies <laughs> like i i genuinely started laughing when that happened so it's like, of course, like, you know, he's two years into being Batman. Mm-hmm. The car's never run before. Mm-hmm. And this is his first time really driving it. And of course, he's going to like stall it out or kill something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I think that's cool. Awesome. I want to talk about that whole chase is what I want to talk about. If we're going on car stuff. What is it? I said that chase is fucking awesome. That chase is wild. Did you see, uh, I think I saw it on Twitter, somebody pointed out that during that scene, any shot with the penguin is facing backwards, and any shot with Batman is facing forwards. I did not realize that. So, anytime you cut to the Batman, he is going towards a target. Anytime you're on the penguin, he is looking at, like the shot is looking at a danger that is trying to catch him. That's a cool like that that's probably why it feels the way it does then. Yeah. It feels like uh he's always like he does it feels like he's always looking around. And I gotta give it to him, like they took a moment straight out of Fast and Furious and made it actually work. Mm-hmm. And I I I'm not gonna sum up the movie yet, but I can sum up the movie in uh the fact that I don't think I've said holy shit so much. <laughs> what was your what were your top holy shit moments? Well, so we had the opening. Mm-hmm, right, mm-hmm. him just murking those fools. The um the Batmobile jumping through the fire. Him beating the shit out of the guy on the catwalk. Um, the, there were a couple others that were like, oh, like, God damn, like, this movie's awesome. 
Um, yeah, there was there were some scenes in this where I was like, okay, I this this is my Batman. Like he I love I love the Dark Knight series because of how the well the movies are made. Mm-hmm. And that stems to my respect for Chris Nolan as a director more than anything. Mm-hmm. I think I could get into this Batman in like an unhealthy way. <laughs> yeah, and then the whole uh I didn't really say holy shit when they blew the the uh seawall. I think it's a cool... Actually, I want to talk about this second. I think yeah. it's a... So the whole... Obviously, you have the whole mayor gets murdered, and you have a new mayor appear. Um, and then the whole, like, that whole kind of moments with it leading into the seawall and all that. I think it was cool because it was, a, it was the first time, I think, we saw a thing where Gotham, like, fundamentally got destroyed, in a way. And it also made me think about... I forget how, like, really flat and sea level New York is. Well, so the funny thing is, like, I saw some discourse online about, you know, oh, you set this up and then, you know, you set up the bombs around the city and then it's done in, like, 10 minutes or 15 minutes or something like that. People were like, you know, somebody was posting about how you got to give the audience a chance to, like, understand it. I'm like, no, they did. Understand it? What do you mean understand it? Like, they... They did it the way that it should have been done for that universe. And also in general, you understand it. Like, yeah, like so much of that universe is the Riddler is one step ahead mm -hmm. constantly. And would the ultimate thing to do with these to destroy everything? Yeah. Like a hundred percent. I don't. Here's, I, here's something that I don't understand about the whole, like that final, uh, confrontation in Gotham Square Garden or whatever they're calling mm -hmm. it. Like, if the Riddler was going after the people tied to the Renewal Project, okay, why were they going to go after the new mayor? Uh, like, she wasn't that... tied to Renewal at all. You know, so it's like, that's one of those weird plot points where it's like, it starts to not follow its own rules that it's set up. Sure. I think at that point, though, part of it was to destroy the city. Like, the argument was the city is so corrupt that there is yeah. no saving it. So at a certain point, it becomes... Yeah, it becomes burn it down, but also, like, that, yeah... It was just weird to me the way that they kind of handled that. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I think it was perfect, I'll give you, but I think in the moment it's really cool. Because I will give the person online credit for that. That went from zero to 100 real quick. But I kind of like that. Yeah, it went from, oh, we're just going to take everyone that was part of the renewal project out, which they had set up, right? Like when they, um, when they were interrogating the DA. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was Sounds right. Um when they were interrogating him on the building, like they set up that whole thing, like he's clearly going after the renewal fund. Mm-hmm. And the people tied to the renewal fund. And then he like he had been good about that. The Riddler had mm -hmm. been good about that. And then just for him to break that, like the Riddler from from what I remember, the Riddler isn't like the Joker in the sense that he will break his own rules. Right. Like, the Riddler plays his games and that's it. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not... He's not killing innocent people. He may... They may be, you know, kind of casualties from some of his games. Mm hmm But he's not making games to just murder innocent people. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of like, okay, like why why do that if you were talking about this? Like, 
you know, it was just one of those, one of those situations where like, okay, it's, Mm -hmm. you're kind of pushing your luck with suspension and disbelief. Sure. There's definitely a line where they're pushing it. I'll give you that. Um, I think as a whole, it was well done, at least in that way though, but I do agree with you on the like pushing it part. Yeah, it was. I mean, the games were cool. Like the the riddles were were fun. The riddles were cheap and easy, but I kind of like that because I like the whole idea that like like the riddle isn't the, like he's super smart, but like he wants you to solve the puzzles. It feels like to me, like yeah, you're like he's, no, I want you to get to the next step. I don't want you to lose. I just want to see how genius, long it takes you to get there. He wants you to be tormented in every step. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I of think, course the riddles are going to be not easy to solve, but but not hard. Yeah, the idea isn't that you can't solve them. It's no, no. Just think for a second. Just think. Also, I hate that they blew the whole justice riddle in the trailer. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. So here's the question, then, kind of, as we get to this point. Where do you want this to go? Assuming, because we will get a sequel, and this has done it well enough. Well, and they've already mentioned that they're going to do a Batman and Catwoman. Mm -hmm. Like, these two are coming back for another movie, at least. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, where would I go from here? Mm -hmm. Or where do you want them to go from here? I want them to pull an Arkham Asylum. And go go into the asylum. I want also, them to just like I want the scarecrow to show up and wreck havoc in Arkham. Can we talk about how it was the Waynes marrying the Arkhams? Okay, so I was gonna keep that quiet because I figured like you're a comic book nerd, so you knew that. And I didn't. So I was like Oh, like, Arkham is a family name? Yeah, that's exactly what I was like. Uh, I had always assumed, like, Arkham was the equivalent like, of, like, Rikers. Uh, Rikers? Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of why I was always at with that one. Yeah. They were saying that, and I was like, uh, Okay. But I guess that also makes sense when you think about it's Arkham Asylum. Mm-hmm. Why did why was their name on an asylum? Well, from the sounds of it, their family's pretty so. Sure. Which I, I found interesting too how fucked up they made the family. Yeah. But yeah, that is yeah. I think basically everything from the Batman. I'm sorry, one more time, AJ. I'm vengeance. Good, good, good. Yeah. I think that unless we you have anything else that you really wanted to... It, not that I can think of. we got to decide what we're going to do for the old... Uh, next month. I am... DB... Dot co.uk helps if I put an M in there <laughs> no I don't want to know what IDB would take me to <laughs> uh, wait soon I want April please we've got Morbius we've got the contractor Was the more I thought didn't the Morbius oh no Morbius got delayed two next month, that's what it was. Yeah. Uh Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Ambulance. Uh Fantastic Beast, Father Stu. It's gonna be Sonic, isn't it? I don't know, dude. The Northman at the end of the month or the unbearable weight of massive talent. The unbearable weight of massive talent, I think looks interesting. Yeah. I don't know if I think it's going to be good. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a perfect movie club. When in, When is it in the month? It's April 22nd, so it's towards the end of the month. But 
April 22nd, I'm pulling up my calendar now. Ooh. Yeah, that should be fine. I get back on like the 23rd, I can watch it that day, record 24th, post 29th, yeah. I mean, or we could do Ambulance, which looks interesting. I would do the Unbearable. Unbearable weight massive. He's gonna put watch in a cage meeting. I mean, that's what it is. Isn't it literally I'm Nick Cage and I get captured yeah, by? Yeah, he is playing himself, <laughs> which is so good. And Tarantino casts. <laughs> Supposedly, there's a Tarantino movie that they're making, and it, that just looks ridiculous. Yeah. The only way you can tell it's a Tarantino movie is how many feet are there. Yeah, I didn't see too many feet in the trailer. So it can't be a Tarantino film? No, it's a Tom Gormican movie, but it says, uh, A cash-strapped Nick Cage agrees to make a paid appearance at a billionaire superfan's birthday party but is really an informant for the CIA since the billionaire fan is a drug kingpin and gets cast in a Tarantino movie. (laughs) Or we could see the Northman and watch Alexander Skarsgård in his eight pack. (laughs) Just chop heads off. Let's go Nick Cage. Nick Cage. Nicholas. Nicholas. Alright. Yeah, so, all movie club for next month is The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Uh, massive Talent. Oh, I'm Vengeance. Oh, Jesus Christ. This podcast was a production of The SWW Show. To learn more, go to theswwshow.com. Remember, you can follow the show on Twitter at The SWW Show. You can follow me at Mikey underscore Maroney. You can follow AJ at Boy. Remember, new episodes premiere on Friday, 9 a.m. Central Time on anchor.fm slash SWW and podcast services around the globe.